Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Hi, George. Oh, I have so much shit. Yeah. It, it does feel like, and, and for, for the listeners, they'll be in reverse order, but you've you've made very little progress since our Thank last you. recording. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, uh, it seems like maybe it actually goes chronologically for a release that you might have put stuff back in for this one so that if we were to share the video, it would look like we were going in the right order. I uh, The only thing I've added is this black box right here. That so you actually have put thing. new stuff in. There is one new thing. Good, resourceful use of uh, your brain. Um, you know who I, is also good at resourceful uses of their brain? Who? It's Brandon Mitchell. Brandon oh. Mitchell. Yo, that I was love that transition. Intro. Hell yeah. <laughs> that that. Put that What's on up, your next poster. <laughs> that was so ill. <laughs> that's your next, that's your next plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely Excellent writing that down brain. for you because I'm really proud of that transition. <laughs> yeah, that was smooth. I'm excited now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how how are you? How, how have you been? Oh, I'm good, man. Things are the things. Uh, how are you guys been? That's great. <laughs> things are the things how you guys been no one <laughs> ever asked you, you've been are. on the peripheral for for some of the how we're doing because we've had to reschedule and kick the kick the can down the road a bunch of times because yeah. everyone is weirdly busy at weird times as, of day. as you can see this is not a point i am in the process of moving <laughs> so every time we tried to schedule you my in-laws would text me and be like we're coming up to take the bed <laughs> yeah and i was like okay i'll so many are you coming back to philly yeah Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's it's great. Mm -hmm. I'm so You might excited. be the first person to say that, but it's the right reaction. Thank congratulations. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, New Jersey is fine. Uh, but boy, do I miss being yelled at on a train. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like my wife is uh is very excited. She's like, I've never lived in a city before. I've only ever like come visited you in Philly. And I was like, Oh, Oh, she's gonna right thrive. Up. It's she's gonna it's gonna great. be insane. She's gonna put us all to shame with yeah. like <laughs> the way she gets after city yeah she uh she is unstoppable um and uh, i mean speaking of fun city things i was walking the dog the other day and a guy behind me yelled are you following me i was like i don't to the dog i don't, I don't <laughs> think so it's like i'm i'm, in I'm not but the dog yeah. i'm, I'm dog the one knows. in front are you following me like, <laughs> is, is this part of the game you think i caught on and you're like flipping the script to be like hey no you're the one <laughs> he could have just uh, not talked to you i think that would have been easier that, that would have been so much easier we were almost a full block away i was at the <laughs> corner and he was almost at the next corner when i was first moved to uh philadelphia i remember being so naive about city living uh, i was walking past uh it's that little park mifflin square park mm -hmm. um down in like like south philly right before it gets to um Kind of like the breaking point where like I feel like two street begins like the old Italian families pick back up again in that area <laughs> yeah. of South Philly. Um, and I watched two men come out of a porter potty together. And my immediate thought was like, oh, they're friends. They're probably dating or like they want they wanted to like share a little kiss in the porter potty or something. And then I told someone that and they're like, no, they were doing drugs. They were doing drugs in the both potty. could be true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, yeah, they were they did heroin doing and drugs, they gave each other like... a little kiss. Yeah, they they might have a cute little relationship. Also, that'd be fun. 
Not um, out of the question. I, would, just, I don't think I would ever want to kiss somebody inside of a porter potty. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want to do drugs inside of a porter potty. And yet here we are. They were doing one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Philly thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they were drugs in a porter potty. Or I, I think the most kissing. Philly thing would be if one of them went. This is one of the nice ones. <laughs> Mifflin Mifflin Square Park. I loved our, our realtor when we looked at a house over there. They were like, the park just got a real good grant where they're like gonna update it. And I looked and I was like, that grant happened in 2019. That <laughs> money did not go into that park. That park is still eh. Wouldn't it be weird if it had? That was the best <laughs> that they could have done. Yeah. Million dollar grant and they just swept. That's yep. uh <laughs> Took a leaf blower through there one time. Yeah, I can't wait to bring my leaf blower to Philly. It's like the <laughs> one power tool I'm going to bring to Philadelphia yeah. so I can just clean my back patio off with that. Just picture <laughs> opening your front door, just like turning it on, <laughs> turning it off, and you're done. <laughs> this is good. This is good. It, it'll the be like today. that. Um, you guys remember that Mario game where he was just cleaning stuff? That was the whole game. I don't know this I don't... game. Well, oh, it's going to bother All me. Right. You, you Mario Sunshine. Mario oh, Sunshine. I don't know I Mario called, Sunshine. Well, like Mario Sunshine, where he just went around and just cleaned. That was the whole game. That's sick. <laughs> I like. I like when they took regular video game characters and were like, "We need to, you know, make them do life lessons." So we'll do chore, chore Mario. <laughs> uh, we'll do baseball Mario for fun because I've seen someone streaming that a lot on TikTok. Someone's playing like backyard baseball, but they've put in all the Mario characters. <laughs> Yeah, that's when the that's like I didn't play too much of like Nintendo Switch, but I remember like it was like really big on like the Wii. They would just be like, here's like Mario baseball, here's Mario golf, here's Mario tennis. It's just like <laughs> no more no more Bowser related things, no more saving anybody. It's just like let's just do regular stuff. Yeah. Let's uh let's you know, we're all we're all normal people. And you know who else is normal? Mario, magical Italian <laughs> plumber. You know who is uh I think Still world ranked in Doctor Mario. Oh God! Enemy of the show, Glen Tickle. <laughs> Glen Tickle. He goes to like tournaments and plays and does really well in the <sighs> highly antiquated Doctor Mario. And you know what he doesn't do? Break his phone on the way there. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot riding on him. He needs. He needs He's currently <laughs> in Hungary, right? Something like that. He's like in Budapest, Hungary to do um, English stand up. If any of our Hungarian listeners are yeah, <laughs> looking for out, something check to check out. I hope someone has like one t shirt that we sold in the beginning years of this podcast that goes that just hates Glenn, like heckles Glenn Tickle <laughs> on our behalf. If the this enemy. show made any money, we should have sent someone to oh, Budapest to heckle him. <laughs> high level revenge. Oh, man. You ready to lightning round? That's lightning round. All right. So for for the for you and for any new listeners, the the way it works, we will ask you each one one at a time. You just kind of give your first thought. It could be, you know, a short sentence, a word answer, it could be however you want to answer, just a quick answer. And we'll do all six and then the ones that jump out to us, we will talk about after we do all six. Word. <laughs> so, let's start with um sadness. What makes you feel sadness? Ooh. Poverty. <laughs> what makes you feel fear? I think my biggest fear is not 
being not accomplishing what I want to accomplish, but not because it's my fault. Mm. Trying to figure out how to write that down as a quick note. Um, what makes you feel surprised? Mm. I'm not really sure. I don't. I can't remember the last time I've been like generally like surprised. Because now I kind of, I was talking to my brother about this the other day where it was just like, things kind of just happen and I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, regardless of what it is. <laughs> you are a prophet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am constantly surprised and outraged about the things that go on around me. And Brandon Mitchell has taught me that you don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's just like, it's like, oh no, like that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does feel like anytime, and we'll talk about it. What makes you feel disgust? Mm, poverty. What makes think, you feel anger? Poverty? <laughs> uh, well, that too. But um, what makes, I think I get upset or angry by the way that, I love your cat, by the way. Um, in fear of her right now. <laughs> normally she'll get, come on to my lap. And when she's not, that means she's like ready to attack. So who knows? Go, I'm trying to get you. I'm, I'm moving my head so I can see her in the camera. <laughs> like you're doing that. I thought you were trying to like show me like, yo, this is my cat. Yo. <laughs> no. Both things. This is this is so we can get the cat's face so we can pick her out of a lineup later. Yeah. <laughs> thought, yeah. The evidence is being like recorded. <laughs> no, but I think what makes me mad is watching other people react to things. Where it's okay. like. It's like a thing of just being like, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. Why did you think that was the answer to handling anything? <laughs> yeah, we had a, a brief discussion, which I think we can bring up after the lightning rounds are in that similar vein of topic due to some recent events within the comedy world, mm -hmm. uh, which we're not going to talk about on the show, but we will talk about like the reactions that people will have to it. While we're going, naming names. Yeah. I instantly, like I instantly thought about something that happened in comedy while that was yeah. being asked. I was like, no, this really bothered me. I wonder if it's the same thing. Um, but well, wait, last wait, one. Wait. What makes you feel joy? And then we can Go get ahead. into all this. Yeah. Watching other people accomplish stuff that they set out to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why, why don't we start there? Let's um do you have examples? Because I, I love being able to uh you know send it forward, tell the world these people are doing good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um my brother bought a house like oh, yeah. that's a good a house like like two or three years ago and i remember um i didn't see him for like a while because i was living in philly and he was living in um narstown and then i moved back to narstown and it was like the, he already had his house um and like i my first time over there he was like showing me like around and stuff like that and I remember leaving, I, I like at first I was just like, yo, like I'm proud of you. He was like, oh, you know, thanks. And I remember like we hung out for a few hours. And then like when we left, I was just like, no, seriously, like I am really proud of you. So yeah, like, that's a that's a pretty good accomplishment. Sometimes like, it... I, I look at it just every now and then. Like my sister's talking about moving back to this side of the world. She's on the Pittsburgh side of, of Pennsylvania. And what an awful side of the world. Yeah. I've been I've been looking, just trying to get her to come to the city instead of the suburbs. And it's like Oh, this is not easy. Like so much of this is so complicated, so expensive, and like to pull it off is really impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so happy. Your, your your sister that's my age. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I only have one. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you had more than one. 
older brother, younger sister. Yeah. I guess it's because Meg's around so much and she's got every sibling. Yeah, she's got everything every, doubled. Every kind of sibling. Uh yeah, what are the odds of that too, by the way? I I haven't heard a ton and you'd think because like people talk about it now, because I I tell people about it and nobody has that experience. Like sometimes you'll get like generational, like this time and then the next generation will have it also, but two at once. That's a lot. Yeah, like where I'm from, we don't have too many like twins. So like when you see like when you see like twins, it's just like, oh no, they're the twins. Mm-hmm. So that then when, like, that's how it was growing up. Yeah. yeah. Like you're the twins. So like you have a family, you are the twins, but also here are also twins that are in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, we had uh, you are the fraternal twins and you are the identical twins. And that was it. We knew who everybody was and there was no one encroaching on anyone's space. They just had it. It was theirs. Yeah. Weird. I dated someone for years whose uh, twin sister uh, had autism and everyone was like, how? How does that work? Uh, wow. And it's like, well, I, it's fraternal. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're very different people. They just shared a womb. They were roommates. There's often malicious genetic action happening in yeah. the womb, one taking from another. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like I don't like I don't like that um that Dan didn't give you the proper response for roommates. roommates. That was actually that was. Really I don't clever. think that I don't think that clicked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I heard it until Brandon said it. <laughs> Good job, was... Brandon. Great joke. <laughs> yeah. Let's move Sometimes on. it is worth going back. That's yeah. Yeah. No, still still did not give me credit in this sentence. Still has only given Brandon credit. Well, yeah, we're talking it. about we're talking about paying it forward. He he was his whole thing for joy. I want to just say Brandon's good job, joy George. Of being able just to just say good job, George. <laughs> Fine. Good job, George. Whatever. Talking to my wife. <laughs> no, first we say thank you. Then you tell me what's wrong. i'm not gonna lie i love hearing because we don't we've been doing this thing for a while so like sometimes you'll acknowledge the fact that something is very funny versus like laughing at it Mm -hmm. we were just talking about that a little bit when we had uh rachel fogletto on we're like it's so infrequent that i actually laugh at anything anymore but I do still have to come up with ways to let people know that I think they're funny and they're doing funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, 100%. That doesn't feel insincere, too. Like, comedy is full of art kids, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and those art kids will sometimes think it's very funny to show their appreciation by snapping like it's, like it's poetry. It's I'm going to need you to the laugh. worst feeling. Yeah, I'm going to need you. I hate the snaps. Yeah, I, don't... I understand the the reasons for it i understand why it's happening and i appreciate that please laugh but please laugh <laughs> <laughs> please please clap i started uh, doing a thing uh not too long ago where i'll just tell people what i liked about their set versus being like good set because mm-hmm. yep. good set just seems like not very like it seems very disingenuous now yeah we've yeah. all gotten that where you you know it's not really it's not Coming really the, uh... a good set like, yeah, coming from the music world, uh, that usually means that if someone comes up to you and be like, "Hey guys, like really great set, loved your stuff," they're about to ask you to use your your drum set because they forgot <laughs> to bring theirs. Like that you guys are always... so cool and fun yeah. and nice. So anytime someone has come up to me at a show and been like, "Oh, like good set that went mediocre," I just go with, "What do you want?" <laughs> like it's just an <laughs> involuntary thing, or I'm like, you, "Hold on, I'm sorry." 
Is it the Thank PA? You, you want to borrow the PA? That, yeah. All right. What do you want? <laughs> so I I want to get into. Uh, I feel like the the surprise having no real answer and the anger at other people's reactions to things. I feel like those go together in a way. Sure. Where like you're just kind of you're not a, a quick responder. You see it and you process it and then you get kind of whatever you're going to get from it. Whereas other people are like, "What the? Fuck? Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, it it's a how is that for you does it does it calm people or is that like a thing where people are like i don't think brandon gets it yeah i'm not really i'm not really sure how people kind of like receive me um so i'm not really like too sure because i i don't some people think that i don't react to like anything really but it's just like no i'm kind of just processing what is happening um yeah i think i mean i do it very much the same way and I, I often I often get looks from people that are like, do you not understand what I just said to you? This is a big deal. And it's like, yeah, but if we like take a second, if we just like let it all come in before we start pushing it back out, like process. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I remember I remember I was um I was hosting at Punchline and the show was um it's like getting getting to be sold out. And the headliner was like, Oh, how's it looking? Uh, and he's like, how's it looking out there? And I was like, oh, it's a lot of people. And he was just like, you don't sound too excited. And I was just like, mm-hmm. no, my voice is very monotone, but like, I am excited. <laughs> so yeah. I am very excited about what's about to happen. Yeah, um, that, that's a place too where like the difference between a small crowd and a big crowd is so drastic. Yeah. Like a small bar show and a packed bar show, whatever, basically the same thing. But that place, yes. when it yes. fills up, you're like, "Ooh, there's an energy here." Yeah, it's, it's now it's just like, "Oh, I can." No, I mean, you try all the time, but now it's just like, "Oh no, I have to give people a show now." It's like, yeah. I have to 100% give you what you are looking for." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't play around as much. You can't just be, be like, you know, loose and fun. You have to do the job. I feel like yeah. I had a very different response to that as the promoter side or like the booker side of it i did a show where i wasn't performing i just booked it uh and i booked the comedians that i thought would be cool and just magic worked out where the show sold out and then people just came in anyway and it was like a hundred percent a fire hazard at this tiny tiny (laughs) venue um and instead of being like wow like so successful i was like we're gonna get fucking arrested like it was immediate like yeah (laughs) i i left and had someone else like to the door and i just had to pace around the street (laughs) like this is off like the burke stop too before it got nice so i was like oh this is this might not be okay (laughs) then just one guy muttering to himself rounding the block every few minutes like neighbors were scared (laughs) I love uh, the Burke stop before it got nice. <laughs> yeah, the Burke stop before it got nice. I have friends that live off the Burke stop now, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. You sprinted through that uh, that school backyard when the gate was open because it, it was safer that way. <laughs> <laughs> no one will catch me if I'm running. <laughs> no, I'm so fast. You got to be fast, dude. I got to get across this yard to get to the Fishtown side of the Burke stop. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, poverty. Poverty. <laughs> <laughs> leads nicely yeah. into the subject. Let's talk about poverty. 
We actually don't have a ton of time because we're on a free Zoom today. We have five minutes left. Can we talk about the the woes of poverty in five minutes? <laughs> I think we can. I think we can solve it in five minutes. Brandon, go. Yeah, <laughs> so much pressure. No, um, I think what what's been so I'm from I'm from Norristown and I just I just moved I just moved back a few years ago and the the drug like epidemic that's like really like opioids and stuff like that is, is becoming like a bigger thing um and it's been like messing like me up where it's just like do you remember like um you would see somebody and you'd be like oh no that's the you know that's the neighborhood you know i don't want to use this kind of sounds fucked up but it's like oh that's the the dope head mm-hmm. or this is the crazy person yeah um yeah and you don't know them personally you like, would generally the- have a good rapport when you walk past because everybody knows everybody at that point in time. We're like, if you're out and walking, you're going to see the same people. And you, yes, yes, you, you get yes. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. But now it's just like, it's like, oh no, that's so and so. We had gym class together. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. seeing that is kind of sometimes that messes me up. And it just be like, oh, there has to be a reason why this happened. What put them down this road? And what are they dealing with? Well, you see what they're dealing with now. And you're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah, it is. It is really hard to see people coming from the same exact place. And like, obviously, circumstances can't be exactly the same for everybody. But, you know, same age, same town, same demographic, same everything. And to end up in such a different place, it's like this stuff is scary. I was fortunate enough to leave the town I grew up in, but from what I understand, uh, in New England, it was a big hotspot in New England for for opioids and stuff. Uh, a lot of kids that I went to high school with just aren't around anymore because of that. And we had very similar upbringings in rural southeastern Connecticut, a place that you wouldn't expect stuff like that to go to. You know, like I feel like Connecticut has this fucking weird. Uh, not history but like reputation of being like "Mm, yes let's go down to the boat and enjoy but like there's a whole chunk of the whole chunk of the state and anywhere in the country that deals with these these problems and kind of gets left behind because they just assume that it's not happening there or how could it happen there uh in it deep into the suburbs of new england and it's it's an epidemic little did they know money is the problem yeah isn't that interesting Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. I've been seeing there's like, now there's like, like hidden kind of like encampments in Narstown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually if you like go by like somewhere that's very like, like, what do I want to, it's like, it's obviously hidden, but it would be like, oh, here's the woods. And then you'll just see it. And then you'll see like big tents and it would just be like, Damn, this fucking this sucks. Yeah, um, yeah, city. It's like this sucks, but people don't really like. They kind of just be like, "Oh, well, that's whatever," or or like, I hate the idea of it's like, "Oh, well, at least it's not me," you know, or like better, they're better you than me. I hate that attitude so much. Yeah, it's just no, like, how can you see this anything. and not hurt? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't actually do the part that you need it to do, which is help. Like, it doesn't do the part that gives back. Yeah, help instead it just goes like i'm focused on me right now uh and that does nothing (laughs) yeah i was i was at um i was at a mic uh this was like a year ago but it was like 
me and a few other comics outside and this homeless guy uh asked for uh he asked for like a dollar i gave him a dollar and another comic was just like yo i gave you a dollar yesterday and i was just like that one dollar was not going to save his situation (laughs) yeah it doesn't work like that (laughs) yeah i I understand not having a dollar to give but it if it the only reason is i've done this before that's a pretty shallow excuse hey man <laughs> let's let's bump it up to five dollars you spent five dollars on a beer tonight you did did you spend five dollars on a beer last night you did the dollar you gave him yesterday is gone yeah, the dollar is gone yeah, he needed gone. it to live yeah, yeah. Like, you hear those like is- occasional <laughs> stories about like panhandlers saving up like hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know those are the ones who have homes yeah like- <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going back to someplace with shelter um, well, before, uh, uh let's, let's, uh, this is a great conversation, but we do only have about 45 seconds left. Will time, time is on here. Did we fix it? Did we fix it? We did. <laughs> and... We got giving. Giving. Right when we we'll get be, back, we'll uh, back, we to will talk about giving. Talk about giving. Uh, to Talking save, to cure, <laughs> to cure poverty, give them $2. Give. We'll back. Yeah, five. Hey, everybody. Danny here with Plugs. You can find Brandon. He's currently doing the Mitchell and Steele shows that are pretty much going everywhere. It is Brandon and past guest Charles Steele doing 30 minutes each. You can see him at Creep Records in Port Richmond. And then it's uh, Harriet's Bookstore. That's Thursday and Friday this week. That was Creep Records on Thursday, Harriet's Bookstore on Friday. Find him on all social media stuff. Keep up to date on when there's more. For me, Ghosted is coming up on February 15th at Velvet Whip. It is a speakeasy style venue so make sure you are getting your tickets it's the only way to find the address for the venue george and i are at feel feelings pod on all the places like share rate review whatever the platform you uses asks you to do please do that for us it helps us out a lot and we're always appreciative and that's it for the week back to the show dude sucks <laughs> We're coming back uh, in on that. Dude sucks. Another portion of name names in the break. We are name back. Names. Uh speaking of uh naming names, uh Brandon Mitchell, do you remember any of these names? I don't know why I saved this flyer, but me and you are on the same flyer, and that makes me happy. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Um Michael Kelly, um Marie. Maria Herman was from out of town. He's the only oh, name I don't know. Oh, yo, it took me a right. rem- took me a second to read Jared the way that it's written on there, but I don't know. That's I don't know why that Jared. was the struggle. No, I just Think- the white and black cutting through that uh, messed with my eyes. But uh, yeah, I think that I, I just I went through I mean, going through old boxes and stuff. I found every flyer that like I hung up at work and I put them in a little folder on like it, it just I found that folder the other day. So I have that one. I have one that was at the the place that would make mead. In Fishtown, because of course there's a meadery. Yeah, why wouldn't there be? Fishtown. Um, there's a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, I, I noticed that the other day, and then when I knew you're coming on, I grabbed it <laughs> so we could think about Milk Boy 
before the pandemic uh where everything was good and nothing was bad i'm pretty sure i bombed that show yeah we all last build whatever that, that was a tough room but when when it got going when it had that like electric thing happening it was great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was it's the idea of telling jokes to people's shoulders that i don't necessarily yeah. like because it's just the it's a really bad setup for comedy but if you had a good set at that bar it meant the world to you mm-hmm. oh yeah because it it meant you did it right like you had to have done really well to get them to face you yeah to so turn, like, turn just like just like natural you're facing the bar like it's not not even trying to be rude or to be like i'm not gonna watch it's just natural you're gonna sit in the chair and face the surface closest to you like that's just how it works so yeah, to get them re- to turn and watch yeah, it was it was something special because just the idea of just shoulders. I never thought about that till that room where you're just I never thought about the room like logistics of how yeah. it's set up. We just thought about, you know, comedy. If it didn't work, it's because you weren't doing well. But yeah. this is like, no, you're not doing well because it is designed for you not to do well. Yeah. It's super interesting when comedians pick up on that. Where like, you know, you've done enough shows that maybe you don't have to grind it out when you sincerely know and you're not blaming it where it's like the room was too tall or everyone's not facing the stage. So why would I do good? Like you're not making excuses for it. You just know that the space isn't designed for it and you're not going to get a good response no matter what. Even if you kill, you're like, I had to fight for that kill. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and when yes. you when you notice the logistics of a room, you're like, oh, I've been doing this enough where like I can I can figure this shit out a little bit better on a on a granular level and not just be like, why don't they like me? Yeah, yeah you start <laughs> to build your arsenal. So the stuff yeah. you can pull out when you know, like that person won't be watching me no yeah. matter what yeah. they won't be watching. Yeah, there was I did a I did a show last weekend and brag about uh, it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be the best <laughs> ever. <laughs> professional <laughs> comedian Brandon Mitchell. Yeah. Professional open micer. <laughs> <laughs> but um the the bar that I was in, it was like people were just kind of just watching the TV and nobody mm-hmm. turned it off. It's just the idea of just being like, hey, I think we'd rather watch a show that's muted versus a comedy show that's happening. Yeah, so I don't I know how to not look at a TV. I could be out with the most engaging people conversationally. And if there's a TV on, I'm going to look at it. it. Yeah, There's nothing I can do about it. It's nothing personal. It's it's just big, flashy, bright images are going to get my attention. Yes, yeah. as it's supposed to. But yeah, I, I acknowledge <laughs> I acknowledged that that was happening and then that made people turn to watch the show. And yeah. I was just like, wow, <laughs> you could have yeah, just they... turned the TV off. It sounded Did like you, you were really do... giving yeah. them a gift. I'm yes, not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do Dan Mahan's uh, suburban comedy tournament? Um, no. Yes. Yes. Years ago. Years yeah. ago. It was it was like the first like four or five years I was in stand up. It was like a feature that every comic was like, oh, I hate this. I'm not going to do it. And then the list would come out of performers and they would all be on it. It was a great time. But they had shows at Jersey's in Glenside where you can't not look at a TV. They're like everybody started calling it out. They're like, oh, you're you're watching the Flyers game instead of me. 
and then they would turn and there's another tv behind you so like no matter what <laughs> you were fighting them yeah we uh when i was playing music back when i was a teenager there was a club i think we've talked about it before but there's a club called the eclectic wear it was run by this old jamaican dude that would take out this vhs over the shoulder camera and he would go up to bands that had like it was their second show and he would get an interview with them because he like wanted to build them up and like it was just a cool thing to do that's he a, wanted to do a, nice a band thing. interview yeah talk about um, giving yeah talk about yes. giving. are you ready right? for it yes oh you fucking before <laughs> how dare you uh, but in doing so, he also would play movies behind the band. So everyone would have to at least be facing the stage. <laughs> so That's... there would be like a band playing and it would be like the Goblet of Fire playing behind them. So a bunch of teenagers would be like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh -huh, that's uh, a great idea. Cool for music. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, great. It's like, oh, damn. He, he got ate by that dragon. Okay. All right. Now we're back. <laughs> And we're good. Again. My my friends played their last show at the Eclectic Wear, and they were called the Donnas. Oh no, the Marshes. That's what they were called. They're called the Marshes. Uh, and then they changed their name to Will Smith and the Cancer Zombies because he was just playing I Am Legend <laughs> behind them the entire time. Awesome. And then I think they formed like briefly again as Will Smith and the Cancer Zombies, uh, for like a one-off show years later. That's that's a great name, though. Yeah, the name yeah. actually rings out pretty well. I like that. Yeah. Will Smith and the Cancer Zombies. It's pretty good. So, Brandon, what makes you feel giving? Is it Will Smith and the Cancer Zombies? Yes. <laughs> it is now, forever. Uh, I think that, like, when I mentioned giving, I wasn't thinking of, thinking of it in um, a material way. It's more so in a, like, a way of, like, like effort and time. Mm. Because uh, those are the things that are important. It's like, oh, you know, getting gifts is like whatever. You'll be here today, going tomorrow. But it's like I'm more so happy about what I can give in a space of effort and time. Um, it all circles back to comedy. It always circles back to comedy. I mean, it ever... is such a part of your life at this point. You've been doing it for what Ever. decade probably like <laughs> yes uh, yeah it, like, it takes over it does take over but you could think about the times when you say a nice thing to like a comic or tell them what you like and what you don't like and um it just makes them better yeah there's no I mean, that i remember um ah oh, fuck i forget his name but i George noticed Bergerman. Yes, yeah. I noticed that. George was the, terrible. Oh wait, this who was? He was he was the absolute worst. I've ever seen. <laughs> and then Still I said out, something. Baby, yeah. done none of the work. <laughs> no, but I said something to a comic uh, a while ago. I noticed that he told a joke differently, and I was like, "Oh, I liked how you were doing it before, but when you're doing it now, because he just made it more specific." He was mm -hmm. talking about somebody like somebody else, but then he just put himself into the joke. And I was just like, that does so much more for the joke. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, and then like afterwards, like the show ended and he walked up to me. He was just like, I'm so glad that you noticed that. Mm. And I was just like, oh, that's that makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that those, those are comic for you. Like, yeah. that's, that's what that is. Like, that's uh, somebody who is on this journey, like not with me, but like alongside me is noticing 
that I'm doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. Like that, yes. that feels good. Like the, the acknowledgement that like, yes, I'm doing the work and it, you know, that's supposed to be the reward in itself is like doing the work, getting the results. But that actual like second taken to speak that to somebody means so much more than you can actually give yourself from it. Yeah. You posted something. I forget what the, I forget what the emotion was, but you said something and I said i like it when i see younger comics give the same advice that oh yeah uh, yeah yeah i was like i love when that happens it's like hey um i told you this thing and now you're telling this to somebody else so it's working yeah and that also you owe me money because of it yes (laughs) that was that was a lesson that was not free uh five dollars yeah that was for you you. (laughs) that's my favorite uh, scheme is comedy (laughs) advice (laughs) i uh i remember seeing a comic um, who one day will have on this show? They're a great comic. I, I love who? what they're doing. Uh, do you want me to name names? Little do it. Pe- name names. Keep secret to name names. It's Kevin O'Fee. I love Kevin O'Fee. Oh, uh, I love Kevin O'Fee too. Yeah. He'll be, he's gonna be, be in Alaska. Alaska with Meg. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I was she's like, doing so excited. his uh, weird parody song show or whatever. I got to go see that show. I was not on it because I was like a last minute thing where I was like, hey, I am in town. What are you guys doing? And he was doing this show um, where it's a parody song show. Uh, it's so much fun. It's such nice. a fun concept. It's so much fun. He has a great time with it. And it's great because me and him, I feel like, well, they didn't start at the same time, but we were newer comics around the same time. And watching him, I, I remember it was at Raven or something, and he broke from his script a little bit and was looser and more comfortable on stage. Well, he was telling for, the same joke. For context for the listener, Kevin yeah. is the one who George used to refer to as the guy who he would do his whole set along yes. with him. That yes. he was so locked in word for word for what the set was supposed to be that George could do it with him. Yeah, I could do it. I, there was there was a bit where he did ask me not to do it. So I did not do it. But I was like, let me go on right before him and I will do his whole set on stage right before he does. Uh, and then I realized, no, that's bullying. You can't do that. Um, <laughs> amongst friends, maybe fun, but amongst peers, no. Uh, would, it, would it be a fun show to have somebody go up first, do a 10 minute set, and have everybody after try to duplicate the set. Like a telephone game thing? I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I, I don't know if it would pay off for the audience. It's but not I think for it, them. <laughs> I think it would be fun for the comics, right? Would I, it, love, would it be I fun? love comedy not for an audience. I love comedy for comedians. <laughs> like You'd have to get the right comedians on who could remember enough, but also yeah. be funny in whatever variations they're coming up with. So. It would be that's like some, a tight That's some walk, third half like, Raven shit. That's some third half, just like the seven people that are left are just going to do their same set and telephone it through because we have to get out of here. Everyone's yeah. doing two minute sets. Um, but no, like Kevin O'Fee well, broke from his from his script one time and it got so much more laughs because he was comfortable. He felt comfortable on stage and everyone noticed. And I think I went up to him afterwards and I was like, I love how comfortable you were tonight. Uh, and you see that now when I've, I've seen him now in LA do stand up and, and host a show and it's, and it's fun and it's loose and he's, he's, it's, it's great. I love that kid. <laughs> Good kid. <laughs> yeah. That one thing that you said can do a lot. You won't realize it in the moment, but later down the line, you'll just be like, Oh shit. I helped with that. Mm-hmm. The other side of it too, is like, you don't know if that person did it on purpose that if it was like a calculated effort or just a thing that happened. So 
if they had happened to like stumble into something positive and then you like put a little stamp on it for them to like like go back to when they're thinking about the set it's like oh no this is the thing that got compliments i should probably do that yeah i'd say always always be open to the give if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know if that grammatically makes sense, but like if an, a, a senior comic or, a, or a, a comic that has done it just a little bit longer than you that you respect comes up to you after the show and doesn't tell you what to do, but tells them what you liked, listen to that because, you know, take that in. It's them giving their expertise. It's not them saying like, I liked that or, oh, this is what you should have done. It's never like if they're saying, Oh, this would have been funnier if you did that. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. If someone said, I loved that you did that, that's a win. That's a huge win. Even just at the yes. base of it, it's somebody going, I watched. Oh, huge. Like, that, <laughs> they, they, they could be like, that joke was bad and it didn't work. Here's why. But it is still that person feels I'm worth paying attention to. Yeah. They're like, they they know enough about what I'm doing to know how it should be different in like a good productive way. Yeah. yeah. I never tell people what I don't like. Never. Oh, there's only a few like choice people that I'll do that with, but it's like a long rapport built up over time of like, you know I like you, you know I think you're great. Like yeah. I don't I don't think this like describes you in total, but like this thing, probably not the right thing for you. Like, yeah. I don't like any of there's, there's a comedy, few times I'll do that. So I make sure to tell him that all the time. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. I just like, listen, we I agree. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. I've been trying to be like way looser and nobody's complimented it. So I'm like, maybe I should lock this back in. <laughs> lock it in. <laughs> when we did, when we did case, I like what you were doing. That was a was weird it- one. Cause I didn't know how much time I was doing until we got there. And it was like, I prepared for half as much. So it's like, I don't want to really go back to my notebook and like plan out the other half of this. I was like, let's just see how I get from point A to point B without filling in the blanks. And I ended up basically doing the same jokes, but there was so much more like room to just fuck around with the people in the room. And the room was packed. It was great. It yeah. It seemed much more conversational versus it just being like, "Here's this thing and here's this thing." It was just like, "Oh, here's the premise. Would you be willing to talk to me about?" Yeah, join the premise. Me. Yes. And like yes, it, for some reason, like the the alphabet jokes I've been doing work really well for that because everybody's like, "Are you really talking about the alphabet?" So like, it it gets their attention in a way that's both, you know helpful and frustrating because they're some of them have a hard time getting past is he really talking about the alphabet but the ones who are willing to go with me have a great time (laughs) yeah well that's all comedy in a nutshell you know it's we're so tired of hearing the same thing we're so tired of hearing nice shirt asshole as crowd work that when you invite the, the comedy group in with a funny accessible premise they are more likely to perk up, whether it's positive or negative. But like, no one's told a joke about the alphabet yes. since it was invented. But everyone's yes. been like, oh, can you believe this? Have you seen this? Believe this? Oh, current events. Current events. Angry current mm-hmm. events. Why? Yeah, right. 
fucking or break nice, it up. Yeah, it's like, or nice shirt. It's like, it's like, yeah, you didn't have yeah. to do that. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That person wants to be your friend. They want to have the temporary, like, parasocial relationship of this person is making me laugh. They must yeah. be my friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to ruin that for him. Yeah, I got caught in a in a situation in media. Um, but there was there was a woman. <laughs> so many that terrible was, stories have started yes, that way. <laughs> yes, there was a but it actually did it actually didn't go bad, but there was a woman talking. And I was just like, I was just like, what are you what are you talking about? What's going on? And she was like, Oh, I was trying to figure out where I can go to get a drink. And I was like, Oh, well, the bartender's right in the back. And then she was like, Oh, thank you. And then <laughs> that was that was it. And then I like, like, it was like one of those things that you think, but then you just say it out loud. Um, I was just like, hey, did you guys know that you could do crowd work without being mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can just help that person out. Yeah. And then everybody started laughing because of that. And I was just like, yeah, because you see Instagram reels. It's just like everybody's so terrible to everybody. Yeah. I, I love the trend on reels where like it's it's gone around the bend so much that like. You don't see laughing. You just see mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not anti that. crowd work. I'm not anti the trend. I understand why it works. Why like it gets people's attention and it, and that's great. I, whatever. That's what the internet is for comedy. Who cares? But the fact that they've taken laughter out of comedy feels like it's like training audiences to forget that part. Yeah, and they're also training the audiences to participate when you don't always need to <laughs> like yes. yes like coming to a comedy show does not mean that i am going <clears throat> to talk to you i'm going to get you involved i want you to be a part but i want to hear you laugh because that's yeah. what i thought comedy was my job is not to wait for someone to be outrageous and for me to destroy them i don't want to do that yeah, i want to I... tell funny silly little jokes I, I've, yeah, most I mean, of the time. <laughs> maybe I should have like tried to find some, but like for such a long time, I was very intentionally trying to keep those responses like out of my arsenal of like, oh, somebody said something disruptive. And then you see so many comedians who just have stuff ready to go for it. And like, I don't I don't want that. I don't want to lean on being mean to people. Yeah. Without, like, even if they deserve it, even if that in that moment, they are making you the most angry, like. They're, they're taking your time and your space yeah. and like they're taking it from you. And yeah, I get being angry, but like you don't have to be. And also, yes. I've, I've already heard the best comeback for me. Like what I think if someone heckles you during a time on stage, I, I forget who it was, but it's a classic bit. Like people have done this for years. But let's say you're doing a joke and a guy comes up. and I don't come to know. where you work and blah, blah. Well, not even that. It's, <laughs> it's like someone will go. Like, oh, you suck. And then the comedian on stage will just go like, Dad, I told you not to talk during the show. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just such a simple little thing. And then you can sp clown and improv the rest of it of just begging your dad to stop until security gets there. Like, that is very funny to me. The idea of like, oh, you invited your dad to the show and they're heckling you. At least the audience might find that also a little humorous and break the tension of someone heckling on stage. Um it doesn't need to be this like takedown of a person that just doesn't understand the etiquette. Take the time yeah. to explain the etiquette. Yeah. 
especially when you're not i hate when it's like hey you're not this person in like real life or on stage mm-hmm. why do you feel the need to be this person like now you know yeah so yeah. you've never been it's, this it's following the demonstration it's it's what they what they're told is the right thing to do and like what going back to what we were talking about before the number of compliments that and like i don't want to like age myself out of a generation but like the the younger generation of comedians are all very internet based that all of their their kind of feedback is coming from strangers but they're buying into it the same way we would with actual real life friends yes i think we are like the comedians i guess it's a learning curve you start to want to do comedy through the internet and then you realize that comedy is a community once you start going yeah and you see how often watching a comedy you know you're just going to take it from those awesome takedowns or you know whatever it's why every year at funniest someone gets up and just does another comedian set yeah like once a year during funniest someone gets up and does and just (laughs) reads a paper of like a goldman set or like reads a paper off of you know whatever their favorite comp comedian is and maybe changed a couple words and thinks that's how you do it right like that's the model that i'm going after i i honestly think more people should do that just not in public but like it, it's a great way to learn cadence and timing and all of those things is to literally just emulate somebody you love. But eh, don't don't do it to a paying audience. They didn't pay yeah. to see that guy. Not only did they not pay it to see that guy, you paid to do that guy. Yeah. Yes. But what good is that? Yeah. <laughs> you give them twenty five dollars <laughs> for you to do another comedian set. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if I paid twenty five dollars and just did Bernie Mac's Def Jam set? <laughs> it's it's a I'll give you twenty five dollars to do it right now. I'll give you, I'll give like you twenty five dollars. <laughs> the the audiences at the funniest would let you get away with it. Yeah, the only time I ever saw, saw someone not get away with it, someone got up on stage and did the Goldman set from the Joker movie. Like oh, we're doing, yeah. yeah, jokes from the Joker, uh, and f- friend of the show Benny Feldman yelled from the. I've never seen him get mad. Uh, and Benny Feldman got mad and yelled from the back of the room, "You're doing Goldman, asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> it was like in the back corner of Fergie's. That guy got real tight, finished up Goldman set, and then walked off stage. And then the host got up. I was like, "Hey, if you're gonna come up and do comedy." Uh, don't do someone else's comedy. <laughs> like we we know we are we are students of the art. We've seen all of it. It's our job to do so to absorb as much comedy to as think possible. Like the the early days of like standing on a stage performing comedy was all everybody doing the same exact jokes. Yeah. So like I want to yeah. I want to go back through like the history of it and see when that turned that like. Everybody was like, no, 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 don't do that. This is an art form. I would think like, it's Lenny Bruce. Is it? Everyone I mean, was doing like Catskill Circuit yeah. stuff. And then Lenny Bruce came in. Actually, I just read a great story about Lenny Bruce. About I was like, I've been sorting through all my records that are usually behind me. Uh, and I have one of the first family album. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about? It was like, yeah. a, uh, yeah, like a comedy record. What's that um, guy's name? Von Meter. Von Meter. 
Yeah, and that was his only thing. That was the only thing he could do. He was a hit comedian because he could do a really good impression of JFK. And then JFK was shot and killed. Uh, and the rumor is, is that Lenny Bruce got on stage a couple hours after the president was shot and just took a couple beats and went, Vaughn Meter's fucked, right, guys? <laughs> That's great. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's just, oh, man, just to have that foresight. And, you know, you're not doing the snazzy jazz snap kind of style of comedy. You're not doing the comedy interlude during a Frank Sinatra set. You're just saying what it is. That's why Lenny Bruce was so good and, like, so relevant to what comedy is now is because he wasn't afraid to say, fucked. (laughs) Yeah, imagine that where, like, saying fuck was enough to be like, get this guy out of here. He's going to jail. (laughs) Go to jail. <laughs> now it's like 9-11 jokes left and right. And you're like, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I have trouble with those. <laughs> One day I'll probably understand it just like it's comedy and I'll deal with it. But like living on Long Island when that happened, I'm like, this is rough for me. Please stop. Please stop doing the 9-11 jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about processing. It, yeah. You're, you're, I, especially like the people who are kind of in comedy for the last 10 years is like, that was that was major like yeah you're you're an unformed brain trying to process terrible tragedy it's gonna end up in jokes for some people like, i would i would i would say that i think 9-11 may have birthed too many comedians um because of their soft brain forming while watching that and now we're all broken people and yeah. think we can make you laugh loud loudly shouting everything's broken everything i knew was a lie <laughs> yeah. that's uh Ah, that's my birthday, and I've never found a way to tell a joke about it. Happy birthday! Yeah, I, I was, I've never found a way to try to tell jokes about it. When people find out, they're just like, You should talk about it. I'm just like, nah. I, I can't. And it's, <laughs> a, it's a weirdly popular birthday for like my, my Facebook feed. It's like, <laughs> I know like seven people with, with 9 11 birthdays, and wow. I've had the chance to like talk to a few of them about it, and they're just like, yeah, it sucked for like the first couple years because it was all people would talk about. And now everyone's just like, it's your birthday. All right, whatever. You've reclaimed it. You know what they did? They did what they said they'd never do. They forgot. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot. <laughs> and now it's just your birthday. Congratulations. You've reclaimed it. Uh, wow. Let's see what the, uh, you just, let's see what the you people just, said. You just helped me write the joke. You're welcome. Yeah. Five dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> We need this. Uh, yeah, Please. let's see what the uh, the Support. people said online for for giving. All right. Well, I don't know what to make of the response for for this one. It was a it was a smaller response, which which is fine because it's. Uh, it's one of those feelings where like there's like too many ways to take it to like really narrow it down. So I I understand the the smaller response, but you know the first one makes sense. We'll do the first one. Cats and dogs in need of medical assistance. It's you know, okay. helping those who can't help themselves. Great, love it. I mean, cats lick themselves clean. Yeah, Why but they can't, can't they lick, lick their, their insides. Uh, I don't know. My dog gets his tongue way up his asshole. Ew. Yeah, yeah, I hear it at night. Ugh. Right when I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> I hate that sound so much. 
Not that it into a microphone and yeah. amplification system. We can make that as loud as Dan. Add delay to that for this yeah, episode. Some some delay, some uh, some reverb. Yeah, I want it sound like a dog licking its asshole in a cave. That's what I want to hear. I'm, I'm no stranger to auto tuning weird sounds on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna listen to this episode later, and it'll be the day that I fully break my phone. <laughs> the, the second i hear that sound it's no more phone <laughs> i'm walking in the it door is, to go it get a shatters new phone on here spike it <laughs> shattered shattered glass on the sidewalk what was this you heard slurping noises through his phone <laughs> so the next one people having to work on holidays i i feel like it's a very sarcastic take on it but i yeah. i don't I don't know. I don't necessarily. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with this person. Uh, it's not. They don't want to be there. <laughs> never. Like, I guess it's never. They never chose to do it. You, you can be giving without willing to be yeah. giving. It yes. can be necessity to be giving. I guess. I also feel like regardless of the holiday, you do not want to work. It. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, like hey, it could it's be like Arbor Day. 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 Like, why, why would we give it a name if it's not important? Yeah. I love yes. Harbor Day. Not Arbor Day. Harbor Day. Harbor Day. <laughs> we don't even have those. We gotta. It's the day after Arbor Day when we celebrate <laughs> all the trees that became docks. Harbor Day. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> You're a patriot, just like that comic. Oh, yeah. that comic was such a patriot. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, come back for our Patreon episode that doesn't exist called Name Names, where we Naming get the names. Name of the comic that's a patriot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're on uh, fire. <laughs> the the last one we got, which confuses me to no end, ordering delivery during a storm or holiday. They just give. They're giving you food. You know what else? They you know what also they are. They also, don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, you're you're putting them in danger to give you dinner. Yo, that's the greediest person in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, like because. We've if all they, done that. We all have done that before, but like nobody made it a thing of being like, oh, I'm going to be the guy. I'm the guy now. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I'll do it from places in the neighborhood where like if I'm going to inconvenience them, it's not going to be major. I'm not going to make yeah. them have to get in their car and come all the way over. And even then, that's only when like I'm home with the dog and I don't feel like bringing the dog to the restaurant to pick up the food. Like, yeah extenuating circumstances that i'm ever going to put somebody else out in a storm and if you do do yeah. that if it's if it's just rainy and you don't want to leave like it's on you you tip the shit out of that person. oh yeah you make it worth yeah. it. yeah yeah you're like thank you so much i understand that my laziness can be offloaded with funds and money but like yeah, yours i will pay extra for I'm this sorry. convenience yeah thank you oh yeah. well that's what uh that's what the people said that's um, it yeah and uh that's what brandon said brandon thank you so much for coming on the show uh Yo, this was a great episode i had so much fun thank you man i'm glad we were finally able to make it work yeah thank sorry for, for uh, being patient with the schedule 100 percent. no it's good dude tune in next week when uh we will have less stuff behind me and more stuff elsewhere that yeah more show. names more names will be dropped. more names uh, will be <laughs> dropped on the patreon yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to do this we're gonna i think it's a fun bit but like we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> yeah it, it is like four out of the last five episodes we hit on a story that's like 
We can only talk about that in the break. <laughs> uh, all right. I have to go to Friendlies to get a Monster Mash Sunday. I wish Ugh. that was a joke. You have a great day. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show! <laughs>